0: This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Each week, we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about. These issues concern children and adults who may be autistic, have Asperger's, or have mental disorders of any kind. We will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons. Now, let's start the show. Good evening. Good evening, and welcome to the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White show. Tonight, we're doing open mics. So that means whoever you are, whatever you want to talk about, you can. And uh, I don't have any specific things that I can talk about. But uh, I have one, but I'm going to introduce my co-host, and let's see what he has to say. Hi, Mr. Coleman. How are you doing? Good
1: evening, Jenny White. How are you today?
0: I'm fine. So guess what? Yes. What? Yes. We already have a caller who wants to talk.
1: Dang, that was fast. We don't even get callers <laughs> that fast when we got topics.
0: <laughs>
1: I guess somebody got something on their chest they want to express.
0: Yeah, they want to talk but about because,
1: it. But they're they, they going to they have to wait. You know, I got something to say. So, <laughs> I, I know you ain't had nothing to say.
0: Yes, I do.
1: So, no. Uh, go ahead. Take the caller.
0: Okay. All right, caller, how you doing?
2: How's everybody doing today?
0: Oh, we're fine. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm doing good. I I'm doing good. What I was calling about was uh I've been running to people lately that are are on either dialysis or with, or uh are diabetics and stuff and uh they were asking me questions about uh the process uh, that you go through you know uh, when you get on dialysis and how 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 things are scheduled and stuff like that, so what I wanted uh, to talk about is that the, each state has its own specific uh, process for actually uh, diagnosing uh, what type of uh, what what type of uh, I guess you, what what type of problem you have for for me for instance I had been a diabetic for thirty five years but thirty of those thirty five years I only I was on one medicine which was called uh, I can't think of it right now metformin okay I was on metformin all the way up until I turned uh i'll say fifty five and I had my uh my general practitioner as being the person that actually uh monitored my uh my diabetes and so one day I went into to his office and he says, You know you might need to go and see uh an endocrinologist and I said, What's an endocrinologist? I've never heard of that before. He says, well, uh, he's someone that works with diabetics. oh, okay. But I asked him, I said, well, why do I need to go see this uh, endocrinologist? He says, well, you look like your kidneys are gone. I was like, well, wait a minute. I come and see you every three months. Uh, So what happened that all of a sudden my kidneys stopped working, you know, as I told him, you know, and one while it should have been 100%, you know, then 60, and, you know, go down the line. How come I'm just now hearing about that my kidneys are going bad? He says, well, I'm not too sure, but you need to go find an end- endocrinologist. So I went and I found the endocrinologist, and they referred me to uh a- another kidney doctor uh, who suggested that I might need to uh, go on dialysis. And I was like, wait a minute. Last week you told me I had a kidney problem and you referred me to this doctor and now you're telling me uh, I need to uh, go on dialysis. Or Well, they just had to go on it. They said, well, you know, it might be a year or it could be two years, but, you know, you need to go see someone about dialysis. So I went and I talked to the lady and she said, well, she said, what we want to do is we want to put a graft in your arm. And I said, Okay now what is the purpose of that? And she said, Well, if we don't put it in your arm and your kidneys go bad, then they have to go through your throat in order you know, in order to uh do dialysis on you. So I said, Well, okay now, what are my chances of uh actually having, you know, having that type of an operation done? She said, Well, she said, You may need it a year from now or maybe two years from now. But she said, if it's there, we could quickly, you know, just uh, get into it, you know, and you don't have to go through that drastic of an operation. So I said, well, okay, that sounds like a winner. So she, she scheduled me that next week in order to get the graft put in my arm. And after they put the graft on my arm, three days later, she says, oh, you need to go on dialysis right now. I said, wait a minute. Three weeks ago, y'all tell me my kidneys are going bad. Then you tell me I need to get a uh, graft put in, and now you tell me I need to go on dialysis. I said,
1: that makes no now, sense let, to me. Now, let me nope. ask you this. During that mm-hmm. process, did you feel any different? Did you get sick? Did you feel like you, your, your kidneys were going out, or you were just going by the direction of your physician's?
2: I was just going by the direction of my position because I would I had been still working, you know, like everybody else, you know, just living life, running, doing stuff. You know, there was no uh no real feeling about, you know, being tired or, or nothing like that. Matter of fact, did the first year... go, uh, ahead. go ahead, I'm go ahead. sorry. No, first year uh,
1: Well like I said no I, you were, I... You, you, Yeah, you were saying the first year
2: Oh, the first year, yeah. Uh, I hadn't felt, you know, I didn't feel bad at all, you know. I was just just doing my regular thing, uh, until I went to see the lady and they put the thing in my arm, and then all of a sudden, that's when I found out, you know, that I had to go on dialysis. And which was the scary thing about that was, you know, I, you know, I was like what, fifty-five, fifty-six years old, and I had never been operated on or ever been sick in my life, so.
1: Uh, when they put no, the thing in my I, arm
2: and choke, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to ask, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I heard that part of uh, chronic chronic kidney disease or, you know, kidney failures, you know, problems urinating, did you, ex- you know, did you ever experience that symptom? Was that an issue for you?
2: That wasn't an issue for me when they told me to put the that. uh to get the graft put in my arm, but it did become okay. a, a problem for me after I would start going to dialysis, you know, three times a week, uh, so three at, and a half so times a day.
1: You say after yes. the fact it became a problem. After the fact. Right. Now looking back, uh, do you feel that they were premature in their diagnosis of the extent? of damage to your kidneys or do you feel that you probably could have done without that at least for the time being or for a period of time? Or do you feel it was necessary when they started looking back at it? You,
2: I kind of wondered about that, but then I kind of noticed uh after I started dialysis, people were telling me, you're about to, you know, you're the healthiest looking, you know, Dialysis patient mm. we ever had. And I'm like, you know, wow. uh, if I look so healthy, you know, you know, why am I going through all this? And right. well, another thing was the giveaway was I went from that one metformin I told you about a day to like thirteen different medicines uh, within within mm. two weeks, and I'm like, what the, you know, and but I still didn't feel sick. I still didn't have any. Uh, problems, uh, going to the bathroom, you know. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Because, it, kind, okay. it kind of sounds that was my like leader. that I'm
3: process.
1: That. That, yeah, hmm? kind of sounds like that whole process accelerated whatever, you know, damage you had going to your kidneys. It sounds like it escal- escalated it.
2: I believe it actually did. You know, but like I said, I wasn't feeling sick. I wasn't feeling bad. Uh, my, you know how a lot of people you see that their diabetics their legs get darker. You know, you lose the coloring, and all that stuff. Well, that okay. hadn't happened to me yet. I was there actually three years before my uh, my legs start. You know, getting darker mm. and stuff while I was going through dialysis. Okay. Okay. And okay. so, my question to my doctor I said, well, because he was my my general practitioner. I was like, if my kidneys were going bad, why didn't you transfer me to somebody, you know, because he would just, like I said, he does, you know, just like overall general physicals and stuff. I, I used to go every three months, you know, to, just to make okay. sure that that kind of, help, you know, right. I said, why didn't you give me that guy then? Because there, there is a really big difference between the endocrinologist and a regular general practitioner. The way that they oh, actually yeah. monitor you, you know, and uh, like I said, I, I think if I would have gotten that maybe five years ago, or even before, even though being a diabetic, uh, if I would have get it then, I think I probably would not have had to go through this kidney thing, you know, because okay. uh, they were they were more, much more interested in. You know, as far as your diet and everything, you know, mm-hmm. the mountain and stuff. But the uh, the thing, the thing I really wanted to tell people is that each state has its own uh, time period for getting the kidney. Because uh, Michigan has uh, the average wait is eight years in Michigan to get a kidney to be on the transplant list. To be on the transplant list, but it takes you okay. a year. They get on the transplant list because there's so many tests huh, anywhere. Because the first thing they have to do is they have to make sure there's no infections in your body. Period. Because in order to get on the transplant list, uh, they have to retard your immune system. So if you have if you have uh, any type of uh, you know uh, I ain't gonna say disease, but you know, uh, infection in your body, any type of way, they won't put you, you cannot get activated on the on the transplant list. They have to get all of that cleared up. So it takes about a good year in order for you to get you know go through all the process, you know, of all the progging, and all kinds of stuff that they go through to test it in your blood and all that, and so. I asked what I got on the transplant list. It was like I think the second, the end of the second, going into the third year, they finally gave me the stamp of approval. Okay, now you're ready to go on the transplant list. Okay, I get on the transplant list, and uh, nobody called for the first two years. I didn't get any calls at all. And and me and a friend was going out to breakfast, and we ran into this lady. She said, "You know my sister." Just got a kidney, but she got it from Ohio. I said, Ohio? She said, yeah. I said, well, what's the difference? So she said, well, Ohio only has a two-year waiting list. I said, That's just two years? She said, yeah. I had been there three years already. You know, I'm like, God. And I had never wow. got a call from anybody from Michigan, period. Okay. okay so uh, let...
0: Caller? Do you mind? I have someone who has the question. Yes. Sure. Okay. Hello. Hi. How Hi you doing? Jenny.
3: Hello. How you doing? I'm doing okay. wonderful.
0: Okay. Do um, you have I, a question?
3: I, I, I do. I do. I feel. Um. You know, I just wanted to call because I was listening to the gentleman, and I feel so sorry because. It, it's happening to so many of our African-American communities where doctors is telling them that they need something and then they just go along and listen to what the doctors say when originally they really didn't need it. So my heart definitely goes up to you. But I have a question for other people who's listening. So we say no. Did you do, because this is your normally regular doctor that has been seen and following your progress with your um, diabetes and everything. Did you happen to get another opinion from a doctor on your own or do some research before you went to see the specialist? Well, first of all, I didn't know
2: what endocrinologist was, right? And so mm-hmm. I I so I called my doctor back said, you say I got to get an endocrinologist. I said, where do I find one at? He says, well, I don't know. I was like, what do you mean you don't know? You tell, if you're oh, oh, a <laughs> That was my doctor. I'm like, Okay, so okay, you know. I, so I called Henry Ford and just by chance Henry Ford, you know, they've get they've had the department forever. But my my doctor was from Saint Joe's. It was his his hospital of, I guess it's called reference or whatever that he does all this stuff at. But I had to go to Henry Ford in order to get an endocrinologist. And so, after that went on, like I said, everything went great. But soon as I got to uh, to get accepted on the kidney thing, and I met the lady for breakfast. uh,
0: Excuse me, excuse me. Yes. I hear something that's interrupting, and I don't know what it is. I hear that someone has.
1: Well, mute, yeah, mute, mute somebody. I'm, I mean, if, if Tommy's talking, you know then mute the other caller. i will
3: mute. Okay, I don't let me know. mute. Is that it? Okay. Okay. So anyway,
0: yeah.
2: within, the, within the first two years being registered at uh, University of Toledo, I had got called seven times for uh, for uh, for, a, for a transplant.
0: Wow. Well, within
2: the first, you know. But now here's the thing. If they have four kidneys, they'll have five people just in case somebody, you know, uh, have a cold or, you know, for some reason they can't get, you know, accept the kidney that day. So you always get to be, you know, uh, they have one person to stand by. So for seven times, I was the standby. Now here's the the, the, the tricker when you go – someplace that's uh, far away. Luckily, Toledo was only like 60 miles, but on the date I was standby, I had to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning, and you couldn't leave till the final transplant was done for the day. So it's not like, you know, you can ask somebody, hey, can you run me here for a quick minute? It became like almost a 10- or 12-hour day, you know, that you waited to see if you were going to, you know, if you were that, that odd the one person out to see if you get called. Because on my eighth call, I started not to even go call him back. You know, I said, I ain't going to go down there. That makes no sense. Because every time I went down there, I didn't get no kidding. So, you know, I was kind of upset about it. And the the, the young lady that used to run me there, she said, I got to We need to go down there now. Because they called me at like 2.30 in the afternoon. What do you want me to do? Can you be here by 5? I said, well, I got to find me a ride, so we got there by 5, and uh, they, you know, they ran me through some quick tests and stuff, and they said, well, we'll call you tomorrow and let you know if uh, we'll have a kidney for you or not. So, you know, after, you know, get back home about 9 or 10 o'clock that night, I said, you know, they're going to do the same thing to me again. You know, they're going to help me wait and send me down there on Sunday, and I'm going to be there all day Sunday. So they called me at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning and said, can you be here by 1 o'clock? I said, what will you be at 1 o'clock for? Say, well, we're going to give you a kidney today. I'm going to get a kidney, you know. And, uh, you know, we shot back down there, and by 1 o'clock, sure enough, I had a kidney 1 o'clock that afternoon. So, you know, uh, for people who, you know, who are uh, knows other individuals that, uh, you know, are diabetics or on Dialysis, uh, they might want to check not only their state, but states around, you know, around them that is close to them within driving distance. Because you're allowed to be on three different states' uh, list
1: for transplant. And I was trying well, the- to was this in Go ahead. No, I was just saying that that's interesting, you know, uh but that was, you know, a good question, you know, that the other caller had in regards to um whether or not you had gotten a second opinion or um if you just, you know, kinda of went with uh what the endocrinologist said because, you know, at one point there were dialysis centers popping up all around Detroit. You know, it was like, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't see that many, you know, dialysis centers in the suburbs, so you know, what is it that you know, why is it that all of a sudden this seems to be, you know, the new thing in in the black community is dialysis centers on on every corner. Uh so yeah, I was just inquiring about that, you know. Um Well, well the first the first dialysis center they sent me to
2: was out in Rochester Hill uh okay. around Cook Road and or uh, it's on I just take Big people to Crooks Road and and up on Crooks Road, think, Rochester Hills. It was in Rochester's Rochester Hill. Because not only that, you have to make sure your insurance will accept it. All all different dialysis places don't accept all different insurances.
1: When did you start a lot a of dialysis?
2: Have, say that again?
1: When uh, when did you start dialysis? What was your first dialysis? Uh, What year was that? August 2014,
2: 2013. Oh, okay. Okay. So I was going up there for, like, uh, for two years or so, and then what happened was the friend that uh, used to take me up there, uh, we was coming back home. He said, I I don't feel good. I said, I said, "Well, you go ahead You know, go home and, and lay down." Yeah. Come to find out, he had a mild heart attack. Mm. Okay, so now I have to sprint. I gotta try to get a, you know, get someone to take me up there because my time was like five thirty in the morning, which means I only got up at around three in the morning, and I might not get back home until uh, around noon. You know, something like that or one o'clock, so. Within that scramble, that's how I finally wound up getting back down to Detroit because they were the only one that we could find that would take my insurance way up in Rochester. Okay. And once, once that happened and he got sick, then I was able to – There was luckily there was an the open, uh, opening in the dialysis unit on Woodward and Otter Drive for a state fair. So then I was able to actually, you know, uh, get picked up from my mom's house, which is right down maybe about two miles, three miles from there, and get to one down here in Detroit. But, uh, like I said, you have to take your insurance. That's the biggest thing was the type of insurance that you had.
1: Now, what um, uh – now – since you've had the uh, kidney, how long has it been since you've had the, uh, the new kidney?
2: Uh, I had my two-year anniversary on the eleventh of September.
0: Oh, okay. 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 Congratulations. Well,
1: congratulations. Yeah. Oh well, thank you.
0: And, uh, you,
2: and you so don't you don't do
1: dialysis that. anymore. No,
2: you. The kidney okay. started working uh, twenty minutes after they. They transplant it. It kicks in and start working. Okay. So, you know, okay. which is amazing, you know. But once you think about it. Well, but, I have uh, a question. No.
1: Yes.
0: What, do you do anything differently now that you have it?
2: Well, I, I, I watch my eating a little bit more. But as you get older, you know you don't eat that much as you did before, and I don't I don't exercise as much as I used to, because I think that's what kept me like for 25 or 30 years just eating the you know having a pill, that one pill because I I'd, I'd exercise times a week maybe two to three hours a day. Okay. Cause, Cause every time I saw somebody you know that you know they were amputated or whatever you know I. I'd, I, you know, I make myself get up in the morning. And I'll be at the gym. You know, I'll you know, be doing the best I can to make sure, you know, you keep your circulation and everything going. But uh, now after I got the kidney, now I sometimes I have the strength, but I don't have as, as much strength as I had previously. But sometimes it takes, people say, two years or maybe three years for your body because I'm still on those things that uh, – that uh, adjusts my Immune system so you know Until it actually kicks in and your body Totally accepted So I'm down to maybe like I take maybe about 30 pills A day
0: Ooh. Wow. Spread out over, you say over, down over. You, you say
1: down to 30 pills Yeah down to 30 because
2: we've dropped About two or three of them And so you know uh, But you know like I said I I feel good but I don't have the strength that I, you know, that I you Remember, I'm old now, too, but, you know, that has a lot to do with it, too. You know, I'm much, much older. But, uh, you know, and like I said, it was the first time I'd ever, you know, went under the knife. You know, the worst thing I ever got was a shot. So, you know, uh, so, you know, how do you know when you're, you know, you're really well again? You know, it just depends on you and your body. I get out and I try to walk every morning. I walk around Persian High School, not the track, but the whole school uh, once or twice a day just to help, you know, because I don't have the energy to run it, but I know I, you know, get out and make myself walk.
1: Okay. Well, that's good. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're feeling good other than having to take uh, – Thirty pills.
0: Yeah,
2: like I said, you know, uh, they seem to be working. So, like I said, as long as they keep working, I can keep moving. Hey, I'm a I'm a happy camper. But they say eventually <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be cutting you know cutting me down. But uh, I I give blood once a month, and they send it to Toledo, you know, to make to make sure so they monitor make sure I'm being monitored. Because once you get the kidney originally, they they want to see you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That's just to make sure that the kidney is taken and there's no, uh, you know, nothing else going wrong, okay? They did that for the first month, so that's, you know, uh, that went great. Then they dropped it to Monday and Friday, you know, for about a month. And if there's still no problem, they, they made it every other month. And now I'm down to once a year now to have to go down to Toledo. But I still send blood work every month. Okay. Down, you know. And there was, the reason I I, had wanted to call was I remember there was one lady I met down in Toledo. And uh, she was already on the list somewhere else. And uh, she, you know, had got the stamp of approval. And she said she went there. They told her. They said, well, okay, we'll put you on the list. And she said within 10 days, they called her, and she had a new kidney within 10 days. Wow. It. You know, because they, they, you've got to be compatible with the persons, you know, who kidney they are. And there are, like, there's three different stages of kidney. <laughs> you know, there's, there's one you get from, like, say, for instance, uh, your mom. You know, decide to give you a kidney or your brother or something, which they say is the best kidney of all. Okay, the next kidney is from uh, uh, what they consider from a, like a, a a someone who has passed on. You know, uh, my kidney came from some, a, a, a young twenty-one-year-old, unfortunately, had hung it in jail in Ohio. So the uh, me and the other guy that got got his kidney, we got transplanted on the same day, and the uh, the, the the final one is an older person's kidney. You know, they, they try to check it to make sure there's no, uh, you know, age or none of that stuff with it. You know, but it's they know me do all the tests. You know, sometimes, you know, something might slip through. But the thing about it is uh, as more older people are on that transplant list, you know, once they die, they have their organs, you know, harvested. You now that is the third kind, which they said, you know, is not the best, but, you know, keep you alive and keep you going for at least five to ten years. So mine, I was lucky enough you know, to get one from uh, a young person.
1: Yeah. Well that's good. Um so you say you're feeling pretty good now and but you're not exercising. Well you you're doing some walking, you're getting your steps in, it sounds like Yeah. Right. yeah. What, are you do do this, I... what are you gonna do this what are gonna do this winter? When uh, I I
2: bought I bought me that B C have you ever seen it on T V where you see people sitting down in the chair and petting a little bike. You know, I got okay. that, and then I got I, I, I use uh, weights. Well, I can know I you I can't use weights heavier than five pounds because uh you're, because on my left arm that's got the graft, uh, yeah, that's considered your lifeline. Because if that bad boy bursts, you're in trouble. So you're yeah. not you're not supposed to pick up anything you know heavier than uh, five oh, pounds. Okay.
1: So I just yeah, did I had wrestling. a friend. Yeah, I had a friend who um, had uh, a graft burst on him, and he bled to death. He bled out. <laughs> yeah. yeah
3: uh, so,
1: so that's serious. it shoots
2: out just like a, uh, you know, like a rocket. Matter of yeah, fact, yeah. You know, the first time I saw it happen, my brother was on dialysis, so it runs in the family, evidently. He had a, di- being a diabetic, so. He was at my mom's house, and I was taking my uh, my grandson to church to be on program, and as soon as I got on program, somebody called and said, your mother wants you at home immediately, and I came home, and her, her whole bedroom was just drenched with blood, you know. Wow. Uh, the grass that burst, and, you know, and uh, luckily the uh, fire department, EMS got here really quick, and they were able to, to actually do a tourniquet, like, on his arm and, you okay. uh, know, yeah, able to stop it. But, I mean, it was. Wow. i you never seen that much blood. It had already started. It's it called coagulating. I can't okay. say. Wow. Coagulating. Yes. Yeah. And so why my mom went down to the hospital with my brother, I stayed there and had to try to, you know, clean all the blood, stuff up, so it did you know. And more that that scared me more than anything I've ever seen in my life.
1: Wow, they look like somebody died in there. huh? Oh yeah, and it, yeah, it, like I say, it was
2: just thick all over the floors, and I was—you ever thought you prayed? I did a whole lot of prayer while I was wiping that up <laughs> because you know my family was relatively healthy. You know what I mean? We did, you know, we didn't have a lot of people going back and forth to the hospital. This this uh, diabetic thing was like the, the first thing uh, that really, you know, well, we had to take people back and forth. But my mom's mother, as, as I remember now, she was a diabetic, and they didn't find out till mm. late, and she wound up. So it runs in our family. Okay. So, you know. Diabetes. But the thing is, is just, yes. The the thing is, make sure you check around to where, you know, you might be lucky enough to find another place that has a shorter wait time, you know. But the only thing, like, say, for instance, if I were to say Wisconsin, okay, those seven times that I had to call, I'd have to fly to Wisconsin. You feel what I mean? Every time they call. So, you know, you want to make sure it's somewhere that's close. So if you have to run, it's no more than an hour.
1: Yeah, because okay. there were some yeah, people.
2: Sense. I think they came from Sag. They came from Saginaw all the way down to Ohio. You know to do it. You know because like I said, that eight year wait and the eight. In the eight years, I haven't gotten that one call from Michigan saying they even had a uh, a kidney for me or anything.
0: Wow. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. So you know. So for okay, people like well. I said It's in Michigan. Let them call, we, you know. Have call
0: Ohio. Well, we're glad you are good now. Now, mm-hmm. so that's all I have. Keep up the good work. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm thanks for ahead. sharing
1: your story. Right. All right, and, all right, right, Jenny White. You want to take us to you want a break? Take a break. Yeah. yeah. We we'll come back with some more interesting current events.
0: Right, and. Don't forget, you can talk about anything that you'd like. This is the Let's Talk About It with the Jenny White Show.
4: Engaging the culture's imagination through speculative fiction. The Untold Podcast produces audio fiction from a Christian worldview. Find us over at untoldpodcast.com, where we partner with authors to tell science fiction, fantasy, supernatural, and horror stories. Find links at untoldpodcast.com to subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, and a variety of other platforms. Each month we produce high-quality audio fiction that's free to download and free to listen. Our submissions are open, and we're always looking to add another great story to over 24 hours of narrative entertainment. Find all of our audio fiction over at www.untoldpodcast.com. God gives humans the gift of making amazing stories to glorify Him. At speculativefaith.com, our ministry is to help fans explore fantasy, science fiction, supernatural stories, and beyond from an intentional and biblical Christian perspective. We share daily articles and have extensive archives tackling hot topics like end times beliefs, The art of writing, creative excellence in the Christian subcultures, discernment, sex, magic, Harry Potter, and space aliens, and the Bible. If you are a parent or anyone else with a discriminating palate, our reviewers explore fantastical novels, movies, television, and games in light of God's beauty, goodness, and truth. Want to find Christian stories? The Faith Library lists every fantastical novel we can find from a Christian author. It's all part of our mission to discern, engage, and enjoy fantastical human creativity in honor of our Creator, Jesus Christ. SpeculativeFaith.com, exploring fantastical stories for God's glory.
0: We'll be back to the left and talk about it. White Show.
1: If you are in need of life insurance, auto or home insurance, or need help in getting out of debt, call your helpful insurance agents at Fine Financial Services. Did you know, if you add a child rider to your life insurance policy, you can add multiple children for the price of one, starting at $10,000 worth of coverage for under $10. Call today for a free quote at 313-293-0979. Mention you heard this ad on this show for a free
0: gift. Back to the Let's Talk About It, with Jenny White Show. Okay, we're back, and this is the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White Show. This is an open mic, and you can call and talk about a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And okay, Mr. Coleman. Didn't you say you had something that you wanted to speak about?
1: Well, I was just going to talk about the supply chain uh, issues that uh, uh, we're facing right now with the uh, cargo ships backed up uh, with with three-month backlog in in L.A. um, port and uh, the fact that it's uh, kind of challenging sometimes to find some things on the shelf and um, you know the the price of turkeys is going up uh, with everything else gasoline is high and expensive and so um, uh, just want to take a survey and see how many people out there have been able to find their turkeys (laughs) you know if you've been able to find if you've been able to find a turkey you're going to have a turkey for Thanksgiving Um, Did you find the price had gone up, or was it relatively about the same? Or, um, you know, have you, you know, this to the callers, have you um, not been able to find some things that you've been looking for out there on the shelves? Um, If so, question one, kind of share your your, um, experiences with uh, the supply chain issues right now. So, you know, I think that, uh, you know, people just really need to have a supply of paper towel and toilet tissue and water, you know, so when this weather finally, you know, gets extreme, uh, that, you know, people will be a little prepared when it's, you know, a little harder and more challenging to get around in these streets. Okay, well, uh, cool. uh, you know,
0: I have a caller that might want to say something. Okay, caller, you're on.
1: What's your name? Where are you calling from?
5: My name is Lewis, and I'm, I'm calling from New York. Okay. All right,
1: well, welcome, Lewis, Welcome. <laughs> what have you have you uh found any issues with uh finding supplies?
0: No,
5: I wanted to piggyback on the kidney donor. Okay. Uh, I had well it wasn't me but a friend of mine. What happened is uh him and his brother he had given his, the other kidney the two, gave his his brother's number, and when he called for the number, it was like three o'clock in the morning, and he got the he got called. He went to his house at seven and, seven that morning, but they told me and said somebody got that kidney. Other words, twenty minutes after we call you. Wow! And, wow! But, and what happened is, uh, and they put him back on the waiting list. And within a month later, he got another call. Okay. And guess what happened then?
3: Somebody he else got called a kidney?
5: And they put him on the list for another kidney at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. And sure enough, he got the kidney and... It started working like that. The guy said right after he got, I guess, uh, within a couple of hours. You know, it okay. started to react, and up until now, which has been almost ten years, and
3: wow.
5: it's still it's it's still working. Oh wow! Since then, and that's been like I said, about ten years, and the the brother that. He, that he gave him the number to. He's he's been gone about five years, and that that donor that, that kidney oh, is still working. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. It, it, it was it was just luck of the draw because he was right here in Detroit, and he got okay. two kidneys within within a, a, you know less than two months time. So it wow. can it can happen, but it, you just have to be
1: in the position at the time. Oh so, yeah, timing is everything.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: Yeah, timing is everything. So, so he uh, he was fortunate enough to get a kidney, and it was working for him. Still working. Yes. That's mm-hmm. pretty good.
5: And yeah, and his and his brother said uh, he could pour pull pull water in a Jew in a hurricane. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that, that, that type of
1: look hmm okay, Oh, wow. okay. Well, you know, sometimes, you know, things happen that way for certain people, you know, they just happen to have favor, you know. Uh and so that's that's a good thing. Um, yes. but yeah. Yeah, so yeah, definitely appreciate you calling
0: and uh, sharing that. Well, story let me and, ask uh, this we were talking about Turkeys, Mr Lewis. So you wanna talk to us about what you're doing for Thanksgiving?
5: For Thanksgiving?
0: Yes. Are you going to look up a turkey? No. okay. I had a
5: mind I had in mind of a of a beef brisket.
0: Oh is, okay, okay okay something
5: totally different.
1: Okay, right. beef brisket. All right, well, that sounds that sounds uh, Sound like that. good eating uh, to
0: me. <laughs> yeah,
1: mm-hmm. can't turn down no no brisket. <laughs> now how do you how do you prepare your brisket? How do you, how do you, how do you cook it? You smoke it or what do you do to
5: it? Yes, you
1: well, you you put it
5: in a smoke. Otherwise, you know you add in one place and then the smoking it on the other words it's the smoker the one that cooks it. But it it's, okay. It's a long it's a long, slow process. How That's long are you, right. you
1: gonna cook it? How long are <laughs> you smoking it?
5: Uh, it's around nine to ten hours. Well Okay. okay. So you, you put put it on and just go ahead and leave it alone. Go back and I have to again and keep kind of watching it and
1: let okay. it keep cooking, okay. so you gonna
0: do that in or out?
1: Out. Oh, so you smoke outside? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. I think, if, I think if you smoke inside, you don't. You, you
3: know, <laughs> I, I think you got a problem. It will
1: work for right. oh, you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right.
1: I
3: don't know what you what in you. your house, you need to call
0: 911.
5: Yeah, because you do have smoke a lot I, of I see everything how, going on.
1: Right. I see how much cooking you be doing, Jenny White. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You say <laughs> you you smoking in the out? Right. <laughs> Oh. Okay. Well, keep that... away from away from the kitchen. Right? <laughs> away from the kitchen.
0: I know that. that's right. Yeah. Well, it's good. I got a, a husband that can cook. Isn't that right, Mister Lewis?
5: I have to somewhat agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: all right. Well, that's a beautiful
5: thing. <laughs> It's supposed to, to be to a, a, the a, family,
0: a family tradition. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. Right. It's time for you to go. <laughs> ain't, nothing like a, ain't nothing like a man that you cook. <laughs> that's Boys right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, I believe
0: that. But thank well, you, good. Mr. Lewis. I appreciate you calling. All righty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Call again sometime.
5: Okay, I will.
0: Okay. Right, Have a good right. one.
1: What, <laughs> what everybody what uh what what is anybody else doing for Thanksgiving? Are you having any family over or are you eating by yourself? You making brisket? What are you what are you doing? You cooking um lasagna? Uh, what, are what, what, doing,
0: what are you doing, Charmaine? For, Did she leave, Charmaine?
3: No, ma'am. Oh. No, I'm here. Um, but actually, you know what? Since my kids are grown and nobody's home, I always get invited somewhere else. So I'm just waiting for my invitation. <laughs> oh, you're Damn. waiting. Should you yeah, have had it? My
0: invitation? Couldn't you? Should you have had it by now?
3: <laughs> oh no, no, no. So, unfortunately, it don't work that way, especially because of COVID. You know, things is, everybody's trying to figure out, you know, or maybe they might be trying to find a turkey before they give out an invitation. But no one's my might be right. or other or other friends might call and say, all right, Charmaine, we're going to have such and such at our house. Come on down. So I might end up going between maybe two or three, three houses. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so co-hosts, are you planning on inviting anybody?
1: Yeah, we didn't do anything for uh, Thanksgiving last year. Um, But we're going to uh, have some family over this this year. Uh, You got to be vaccinated. If they're vaccinated, they can't come.
3: (laughs) I got you. I hear you. You
1: got to be vaccinated with a negative COVID test, but, Well, uh, we're gonna have some.
0: Uh, I know a couple people that you over. won't have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, There Well, there may be two exceptions, right? Okay. Well yeah, okay. There may be two exceptions, uh, but other than that, uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, have some family over. So we we got our turkey. We had our turkey for a couple of weeks. We would happen to be in the market when they were putting them out. So oh, said, you wow. know what? we need to grab one right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what they're telling everybody. Get it while yep, you can. So... Oh, yeah, Mr. Colby, so my wife. You your... Oh, I was going no, go to say it... when
3: you grabbed your turkey, was it expensive? Then? No, I'm trying to think how
1: much we paid for that turkey. It was probably... That's a good question. I don't know how much to pay for. It was less than $30, so I think it might have been $28. Oh, okay. Well, how
0: yeah. much did it weigh? Uh,
1: I don't know. It's fat. It's fat, <laughs> so it's probably, probably about... Um, I'd say uh, it's over 20 pounds. It's over 20 pounds, so.
0: Okay. All right. Well, yeah, so you did the right thing by getting it then.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I, I figured that, you know, and they were putting them out while we were there. It didn't make sense to bypass it, then go back, and then you can't find them.
0: And you can't find Right, right.
1: right. So because probably
0: they were doing it as fast as they put it down, somebody came behind them and picked it up.
1: Oh, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Yeah. And so, you know, and they picked up all the other items for for the holidays, you know, that that you need for cooking. So that, because, uh, you know, as soon as November hit and people started thinking about the holiday, that's when you're going to start coming up with a shortage of things. So, like, so this that's was true. probably right at the end of October. It was like, okay, well, we need to be start buying all this stuff now, be the rush, be the first of the month rush, you know. And So so we we're pretty good. My wife's pretty good with thinking ahead in those times.
0: Okay, that's a good thing. Yeah,
1: yeah so it works out. <laughs>
0: How
1: okay. about you? What, me? What you doing for the holiday? Eating brisket?
0: Yep, I'm eating brisket. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that sound like you do okay. that. <laughs> well, okay. we had talked about it. We had talked oh, about okay. it. Oh, okay. Well, and uh, well, that's
1: good. It's always good to do something different.
0: Yeah, I'm not, you know, just so. I don't know. I just didn't want a turkey this time. Yep, yep, yep. Especially if you're not going to have a lot of people coming, you know.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a lot of extra food. Right. Right. And so we'll be able
0: already? to put it in the freezer for next Thanksgiving.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So you're going to save the turkey for a year, huh? <laughs>
0: If you can't get anybody to eat it, I don't know. I'm I'm like you, uh, with this uh vaccine thing. So I don't know.
3: Yeah, it doesn't
0: know.
1: Yes. So have so have you uh, been looking at any Christmas gifts or had any problems finding anything
0: or Oh, I've already or? I received uh some gifts today that I had ordered a couple of days ago okay. i was excited i'm trying to do that early as well so
1: yeah that's helpful so I've been oh yeah getting what you want
0: oh absolutely so yep yeah, i already got a couple so yeah, yeah anyway uh what i was going to talk about um I was kind of (laughs) sort of upset about the uh, person in the Republican Party. I'm doing a whole new different thing. But uh, because 13 Republicans signed in for the, you know, voted for that legislation, Someone sent all 13 of their office numbers out there in the social media and people are calling, threatening them. And I thought that was horrible. I thought it was horrible. When did we stop being adults and started being children because that sounds like something that a child would do, but I mean they've had uh, all these messages from voters, and and uh, it was a saying that um, former President Donald Trump who savaged those in his party who backed the infrastructure bill as rhinos, R-I-N-O. S, which means Republicans in name only, and he thought they should be ashamed of their of themselves if they are going along with the other, you know, group. And I think that's horrible. That's not, um, to me, that's not adult like. You know what I'm saying?
3: Mm-hmm. Just
0: because, I mean, just because somebody wants to help. Now, the law, the legislation is going to help everybody. It's going to help all of us. You know, so why would they, I you I, I just don't understand. This is uh, something that kids would do. You know what I'm saying? Not. Adults. So, uh, that was the one thing that I wanted to talk about. So, does anyone else have a uh, comment they would like to make? Have they
3: l- heard about it? No, I actually haven't heard about it only since you mentioned it.
0: Okay okay yeah
1: I had, I had heard um one congresswoman woman talking about her receiving a bunch of threats I kinda came in in the middle of that program, so I didn't know exactly what she had done for, the, for to receive all these threats but um you know I did see a, a story where uh they had a bunch of proud boys attend a school board meeting. You know, oh, and my they, god! They're standing, they standing around in bulletproof vests and, you know, all that. Did know, they have being, their
0: weapons as well?
1: No, nah, I didn't see any weapons, but they were, you know, just standing around being intimidating. Um, so it's... Uh, been real unfortunate you know that they are going around bullying and then i think that um i've also heard that uh, one of these senators um and i can't recall his name right now because begins with a g it made a cartoon an animation about himself killing um aoc
0: are you serious they have yeah. been dogging that young lady ever since she's got in there.
1: You know, killing her, and then he was threatening Biden, and then he turned around and said, it's just a cartoon. So they've been, uh, you know, they Republicans uh, have been threatening violence more so recently. I mean, they've already condoned and advocated for it, but <laughs> they are... Uh, seem to be a lot more uh, violent talk in terms of uh, one politician uh, suggesting to his constituents that they go out and purchase some guns because the left is already doing it, you know. So, uh, truthfully, I think things are going to get worse before they get better. So... uh, I think, you know, we just have to prepare ourselves for the worst, hope for the best and prepare for the worst.
0: Well, I hope it doesn't get any worse. But thanks to Donald Trump, I wish they would hurry up and put him in jail or send him out on an island alone, something, you know, because he these people idolize him. And that's what I do not understand. And he did say he could stand in the middle of the street and shoot somebody and nothing would happen to him. And I don't know, but I'm beginning to kind of sort of uh, believe this.
3: They haven't gotten him
0: yet for his taxes, and he has all these attorneys, filing all these things, reasons why he can't, you know, show his taxes. Are you kidding me? They let him be the president without him showing his taxes. And that's one of the things that you have to do if you're going to be a president. But he went through four years without having to show his. So I mean, uh, I don't know why they think he's so precious, and then they were someone was uh interviewing him about what he said about his uh vice president and how the people were chanting you know about hanging him, you know, and then. When you think about it, Pence is still now, even people said that he, he only has 1% of anybody, and it's probably his wife, which, <laughs> you know, he wants to run for president. Are you serious? Are you serious? I don't know even know no. why he would <laughs> think. Yeah. Why would he think anybody wants him? Nobody well, wants
1: Anything possible.
0: Yeah, but pence is. I don't know. I bet uh, he won't get. <laughs> they wouldn't give him a job to sweep the capital. He needs to go and sit down. He's not that good. So yeah. that's about all yeah. I have to say. Tonight. Well, I
1: think we, we I think we can stretch this show out as long as we could. I think we we had some interesting <laughs> topics. You know, we talked about. I think we did topic. great.
0: I think we had some good guests, and I'm going to give each one of my uh, guests something to say, and we'll start with Mr. Um, Tommy.
2: A oh, great show. And uh I I'll be over at somebody's house for Thanksgiving.
0: Y'all can <laughs> send me a message of who's got what
2: ready when.
0: Well, you know right. you're welcome. <laughs> okay. All right, Miss Charmaine.
3: Yes, well, I just wanted to say it's always a pleasure being on your show and um, being a thank guest. Thank
0: you, thank you, thank
3: you. And, um, yes, I just thank you for everything, and I enjoyed the conversation about the kidney. I didn't know that each different state, you know, were a different requirement. So it was it was very um, it was very informal, um, definitely, right. so I appreciate it. Yes. Okay. And a
0: big boss, Mr. Coleman?
1: Well, uh, I'd just like to... Uh, Give my condolences to um, Auntie Lucy uh, on the passing of her uh, mother. Uh, yes. And uh, my condolences to her and her family. Uh, she's a faithful listener and, and caller. And, yes. Uh, right now, yeah, her uh, mother has passed. And so uh just like to give. Uh, Our condolences, uh, funerals tomorrow, Um, give uh, our condolences out to uh, the Payne family.
0: Yes. Okay. Jenny? And what I have to say is, no matter how good or bad you think life is, wake up each day and be thankful for life. Someone else Somewhere is fighting to survive. And with that, I will say have a great weekend. And don't forget, talk to God and thank him for giving you another day. Have a good weekend. Okay.